I want to welcome you back to day two of our look through Matthew chapter 15. We're talking this week about some barriers that you and I can set up that keep people from hearing the good news, that keep people from seeing that the good news is good news for them. Yesterday, we talked about tradition, not just the Pharisees from the past, but ours that we struggle with even now. Today, we look at the barrier of self-righteousness. Listen to what happened beginning in verse 10. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen and understand. What goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that's what makes him unclean. Then the disciples came to him and asked, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Jesus replied, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull, Jesus asked them? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. Jesus is talking about this barrier of self-righteousness that the Pharisees had set up. They had just blamed, come to Jesus and blamed him for not letting his disciples, challenging his disciples to wash hands in the same way as they washed their hands. Again, a legalistic requirement that they'd added to the law. And Jesus says, you're missing it. You think somehow you can be pure by what you do on the outside, but purity comes from the inside out. But the way the Pharisees ran their lives, they had a kind of purity, a kind of righteousness that obviously put them on a level which no one else could reach. They washed hands on a level no one else could reach. They wore a kind of clothing that no one else wore. They walked about like no one else walked about. They were expressing a righteousness which essentially said to most people, we have arrived and you can't. Oh, maybe a few of you can, but most of you can't. Now, the truth is, We have to be careful of the same thing today. We have to be careful of expressing a kind of righteousness through our lives that tells others that they have no chance at all of faith or no chance at all at growth. When a new, brand new person comes into our church or comes into one of your groups and you're a part of that, maybe you've been a Christian for 20, 30 years, you have to realize that they see all that growth that's happened in your life for those 20 years. Now, all you see are the problems you still have maybe or the sins and temptations you still struggle with. But from the outside, all they see are, wow, they are at a level so high above where I am, I could never reach there. And the thought comes in, I could never be saved. Or if they're saved, I could never be a growing Christian. In these verses, Jesus teaching about the barrier of self-righteousness with the Pharisees, they help you and I to come to grips with some things, some truths we have to be aware of to help new people understand that growth is for all of us. Let's look at four specific truths in this. Truth number one is you got to make it clear that purity is about the inside, not the outside. Just keep making that clear. Talk about your own heart, not what you see on the outside. The Bible says that the heart of the problem is a problem of the heart. That's the root problem. The problem isn't your tongue. You might have a sarcastic tongue or sharp tongue, an angry tongue, a filthy tongue, a defensive tongue, a boasting tongue, but the problem isn't the tongue. All that's being revealed through your tongue is what's in your heart. A judgmental tongue is evidence of a guilty heart. 
An overactive tongue is evidence of an unsettled heart. A boasting tongue is evidence of an insecure heart. A bitter tongue is evidence of a resentful heart. A biting tongue is evidence of an angry heart. It's what's inside that's coming out. Your heart is being given away by what you say. Your mouth betrays what you are really like. Now, I know we say, well, I I didn't mean it. I just said that in anger. It's not really me. I don't know why I said it. It's not like me. But the truth is, we have to admit, it is us. Because in our anger, the mask, the layers are pulled away, and you see what is really in your heart. When someone says something to you like, hey, could you drop what you're doing and help me with the groceries? And you feel the selfishness rise up in your heart. I'm not going to do that. What's in your heart comes out. Your mood changes very quickly in those moments when your selfishness is tested. So when you and I are talking to new believers, people new in the church, we have to be careful to say often, we all have problems of the heart. And without Jesus, there is no purity because I can't do enough things on the outside to make myself pure because it starts in the heart. So here's the second thing you do. The second thing you do is you refuse to make external practices the standard for being a good Christian. Jesus, remember, he said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So we're not talking about doing away with the law, doing away with what God said to do, but you don't make external practices the standard for being a good Christian. You keep looking to the heart. Listen, this might shock you, but the sins that you commit, they express the impurity of your heart, and you cannot become more pure by refusing to commit those sins. You cannot become more pure by stopping this sin. You cannot become more pure by engaging in some religious practice. That's expecting that what I do on the outside is gonna make me pure on the inside. It never works. Oh, maybe for a while, maybe for a week or a month or even a few years. But purity is a matter of the heart. And you can only become more pure by Jesus purifying your heart. So that's where you live. That's where you stand. You don't make some external rule the standard by which you measure this is a good Christian or not. Now, this has happened down through the years where we've made these external rules. For years, it was said that uh, Christians, for instance, they couldn't play cards. Why? Well, in the beginning, it was because the only place that cards were being played were in these gambling clubs where Christians wouldn't want to be because of the atmosphere that was there. But then, You could play cards at home. Was that okay? Well, Christians said, no, that's not okay for many years. They had somehow made some external rule a standard for being a good Christian. They'd lost the reason behind it. That can often happen. And that's something we have to be careful of. I have a practice in my life, my own life, of not going to R-rated movies. Why? Because every time I've been to one, there's something I shouldn't have seen. So I just decided years and years ago not to go to R-rated movies. Am I going to say to any Christian who goes to an R-rated movie, oh, there must be something wrong with you? You don't meet my standard, my external practice standard? There's nothing in the Bible that says you can't go to such and such a movie. Each of us have to be evaluated before the Lord. I have to be evaluated. You have to be evaluated. And so for us to make external practices the standard for being a good Christian, it's one of the most dangerous things we can do with self-righteousness. Now, here's the third thing to do with this issue of self-righteousness. Number three, Jesus teaches us here to stop worrying about offending the legalist, the person who is self-righteous. The disciples come and they say, Jesus, did you know the Pharisees were like offended at that? And Jesus says, good almost. I'm glad they were offended. The truth is, those who are legalistic in their thinking, who want to impose their rules on you, they use their spirit of being offended to try to control you. 
And when that doesn't work, they'll try to use criticism to control you. Now, you and I, the scripture says very clearly, we gotta be concerned about the weak in faith, the brand new person in faith. Don't offend them in any way. But the person who's been a Christian for a long time and is trying to control you by acting like they're offended, Jesus says, don't be concerned about them. Because those who are caught up in legalism, they're not about commitment. They're about control. In the end, they want to control you. It does something for them, something ugly for them, that makes them feel stronger or wiser or whatever. They're not about commitment. They're about control. So don't worry about offending those people. Don't worry about their criticisms. They will come as you are living out the life of Christ. And then there's a fourth thing that Jesus teaches us to do here. And that is, if we're gonna break down this barrier of self-righteousness, you gotta become a healthy model of living a pure life. Sometimes people try to break down the barrier of self-righteousness by acting unrighteous. Like somehow, I'm gonna get closer to the unbeliever by acting like I'm almost a sinner, or talking in these words that are almost swear words, or maybe throwing a swear word in or two. Like somehow that's gonna get me closer to that person. But that's not a model of anything. People need models of healthy spirituality. Jesus said about the Pharisees, they are blind guides. They're acting without seeing. They're talking without knowing. And because of that, they're leading people into a pit just like they're going into a pit. What we need are guides that are walking by faith. What we need are people who have the humility to say, I'm still struggling. My heart is still struggling to come closer to the Lord. I'm still struggling with temptation and sin in my life. But in that struggle, I found Jesus to be faithful. And in that struggle, I found that when I trust Jesus, he does provide a way out. In that struggle, I found that he loves me through it all. In that struggle, I found that you can be growing in life. So become a healthy, humble model of living a pure life. That's one of the greatest ways that you break down this barrier of self-righteousness. I want God to use me that way. I want God to use you that way. So let's pray together before we end today that he would do that. Jesus, we ask you to do through our lives what we cannot do on ourselves. We don't want to be prideful. We don't want to be self-righteous. We want to be humble. We want to express your righteousness in our lives. We want to be people who, from the heart, are sharing with others how we're growing and what you're doing. Lord, if you could, today, through our lives, just encourage one another person in their faith as we share what we're going through, as we share what we've struggled through, as we share how you've been faithful to us, Lord, that would bring us great joy. And so we pray that that would happen. Through our lives today, would you help us to encourage one other person in their faith? We pray this in your name, amen. Tomorrow we're gonna talk together about dealing with the barrier of a narrow vision. (laughs) 